0: Welcome to A World on Fire Season 2, and I am back here with my buddy Ross, and we are having our continuing coverage on The Freedom Fighters, Volume 1 from the 1970s here. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Well, I gotta tell you, we were just talking for a quick minute or two here before we started recording, and wow, these three issues we're gonna cover today, 7, 8, 9, were a lot of fun, right? Oh, yeah. I think there was a
1: definite uptick in... Overall quality. I've enjoyed the other ones, but it, I felt that some of the art was a little iffy. Some of the writing was a little iffy. It was always, it never kind of gelled. And I mm-hmm. think, I think we're seeing, we're seeing it solidify. Um, and then i want to check something to make sure I say this before I make a horse's ass of myself.
2: <laughs> make sure
1: that I want to see. And having the same writer for three issues in a
0: row. Yep. Yeah, there was that, that yep. helps. Yeah, the same creative team on three issues straight here. And I mean, like, cover, interior art, and writer on these three straight. And they they were a lot of fun, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really had a lot of fun with them. So, yeah, we can dive right into them, you know? So, Freedom Fighters, number seven. And uh, we're recording this uh, close to Halloween, but this is uh, was a, a Christmas issue. <laughs> so it's a uh, cover dated March, April 1977, but the on-sale date was uh, right before Christmas in uh, 1976. So uh, a little bit of a Christmas theme here, but <laughs> we're going to have a lot of fun with it anyway. But yeah, Rich Buckler and Jack Abel on the cover here with the uh, artwork. What do you
1: think of the cover on this one? I love it. It's a very. It's kind of a very, kind of not silly, but... It's a very, uh, it's a cover of its time, or even maybe you could have seen this cover 30 years earlier, Mm -hmm. with all the what is it? The it's all these doll versions of the Justice League beating up on the, on the Freedom Fighters, Mm -hmm. and, and I kind of like it. It's Rick Buckler. I'm a big Buckler fan. I always have liked Rick Buckler. My brother and me will had debates on it because he didn't. He thought he wasn't when he was drawing FF. He was my brother's a huge Kirby guy. So anybody okay. who
0: wasn't Kirby, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. I've always liked Rich Buckler. He's, yeah, he's always a very decent artist. I, I mean, I wouldn't consider him like a, a top-tier guy, like, you know. Oh, no, no. John Buscema or anything, but he was still a pretty good artist. He could tell a story, and if you
1: had the a uh, good anchor on him, he could be wow. wow.
0: Yeah, and um, like you said, this it, cover's awesome. It looks really yeah, cool.
1: It does. I think the characters are better— you know are well drawn i think it's it does what it's supposed to do if you were a, if you're a little kid picking this off a spinner rack oh yeah in a drugs in a 711 where i grew up it would've been a highs mm-hmm. or a 711 i don't think highs still exist um it's kind of like it's one got you got a slurpee the other you got a nicey so <laughs> we, <laughs> and there was um we could ride our we could ride our bikes to the highs and get candy and comic books And this is this would make you go, who are these characters, man? Superman, you know, and you would you know, this is what they're for.
0: Yeah, I got to be honest. If they didn't have the the one dialogue box for a character on the cover, I think it would have even been better because you really from the perspectives on some of these, like you can see we have Supergirl here and she's punching the ray. But other than that. Okay, I guess Wonder Woman looks small as well, but it's kind of a perspective shot that Superman's flying in from, you know, further away, and so is Batman swinging in from further away, but you actually, other than those couple of things there, couldn't tell that they were dolls, so I I wish Doll Man wasn't saying, we'll be slaughtered. These deadly toys have the same superpowers as the originals. You well, would almost think it was the originals, you know?
1: Yeah, but you don't even need it, because there's a thing at the bottom, shocking. Well, the sensational six meet the final defeat against the doll Do doom dolls of the justice league of America.
0: Yeah. It's really cool. And it has the JLA logo there too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. This is, I, I mean, it. I miss covers like this because I yeah. mean,
0: modern covers are fine.
1: Some of them are great, but sometimes they don't represent what's inside the book.
0: Mm-hmm. And this definitely does. <laughs> oh yeah. In the old days. Yeah. You had to.
1: And I also noticed this. Are these the first covers that don't have the bicentennial banner across the top?
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And they they have the
1: legendary guardians. They're, st- they're trying to give them a like uh, a tagline on mm-hmm. these covers. And this one is the legendary guardians of Liberty from World War
0: Two. Freedom. fighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. it's really cool. Logo looks great. Yeah, Great, great cover. I love it. And like we said, yeah, know, Rich Buckler was a, uh, one of the good ones. So okay. is he doing? Yep. He. I think he's a regular cover guy for the rest of the series. Yeah, well, I know for these three, it's like I said, it's everything. Cover art, interior art, everything is the exact same, which is really cool. I'm glad it, it did give a consistency here over these three issues. And it's basically one continuing storyline throughout all three of these issues, too, which is super cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They, 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 they I want to say this is they have a good I'm I'm one of those guys who likes continuity. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, I want cause and effect like if something happens in the book it sticks even if it's just for a short period of time does yeah. that make sense that yeah. you know you're not you're not everything doesn't reset at the end of the at the end of the issue or episode i you know it's you know something bad happens and i think in this period the 70s you know continuity was king yes because yep. some and i I not is very knowledgeable on Bob Rozakis. I mean, I've probably read hundreds of Bob Rozakis comics, probably. Mm-hmm. But it's not somebody I would ever search out. Yeah. Know. But I've never read one of his and goes, it's terrible. No, no, but not at, at all. At the most, it's, I would have forgotten he wrote it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because yeah. I, don't remember, I don't remember him having a big book. He was more filling in holes and stuff. I don't know his career.
0: Yeah, he... Mostly like that. He was like the answer man in the books when people would ask questions and stuff like them. that. Yeah, like he did a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. That's what I know him from, not really writing, you know, actually actually being the writer of comic books, more of that kind of stuff. But, you know, if you look him up, yeah, he did write a, quite a few comic books as well. But that's how I always knew Bob Rosakis, the answer man. <laughs> I forgot all about the answer man the letter <laughs> column. I love that.
1: I miss letter columns, too, in comic yep. books, you know. Yeah, um, and could, hostess ads. <laughs> but don't they have some? Some books have ads. Except, you know, I do miss them. Um, have you ever listened to Tighten Up the Defense? hmm I love it when uh, uh, they do, when it's got a hostess ad, and they read it out at the end after the tag. mm mm-hmm. I find it hysterical, because
0: I love those things. Yeah, there's a good one in this one. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay, cool, cool.
1: That's a good so, thing about having the physical copies, because on the app they take out all the ads.
0: Yeah, if you if you're looking on the app or have a trade of something, that is the one drawback of them. Well, I you know it depends on the trade. Sometimes the trades they recolor things and that makes them look awful too. But oh. if they if they do like for like, I can read trades no problem of stuff. And if that's the only way I can afford to buy it, it's cool, not a problem. But yeah, having the original issues with you know, letter columns and ads and all that kind of stuff is definitely the way to be. Yeah,
1: and I like that there are sites that have where you can read, you know. Yeah. If you have mm-hmm. to, find, I had to find something for my Legion episode yesterday, and I had to go online. I had to de- go into the deep parts of the internet to find any information on it because it's not the two issues aren't
0: reprinted rip- anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that and that's a we're you know you and I and even Martin a couple other guys have been talking like you know about DC's app and. It looks like they're going to try to get a little bit better with that higher subscription tier and get some more stuff on there. I did. I'm see... I'm,
1: le- I'm leaning into getting
0: it because it would. I mean, I hate to say this, it would mean I would buy less floppies. Yeah, because they're going to uh, get newer newer stuff on there quicker,
1: right? Yeah, uh, and I've been. Int- I'd be honest. There is. I re- I just finished Flashpoint Beyond, and I really mm. liked. It. I really really liked it. Mm, cool. But it was interesting. It has a great ending. It follows through on—I liked the Flashpoint event as a single story. I didn't—you know, the ramification—you know, all these crises get old. Diminishing things, you know? Mm-hmm. But I liked the stuff that spun out of it with the Thomas Wayne Batman. Gotcha. Um, and uh, uh, the series called The Button, where it was— between the Flash and Batman issues where they're tying in Watchmen stuff, because, you know, the Watchmen universe. Oh, that Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. Oh, was. OK. This is Batman ends up with the comedian's button and the watch.
0: OK. Uh,
1: and that's how Thomas Wayne gets blah, blah, blah. But it's all leading into Jeff Johns' Justice society and star girl stuff.
0: Oh, that's coming out real soon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. No, the
1: final page had a set the final page had a setup that's for the star girl thing that comes out in two weeks.
0: Oh cool. Yeah, that's really yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, good to good. Well job that was there. off
1: topic. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean hey, I'm just
1: excited I'm excited about John's doing Justice Society stuff again. And so Oh
0: yeah. I think that'll be good. I, I yeah. think that's gonna be something that will be worth looking up even for anybody that hasn't read anything new in a while. I will probably stuff.
1: cover it on my show in real time, if it, if it's good, if it's bad, I'll wait until it's. If it's like the Bendis Legion thing, I may just wait until the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me, yeah, me and Jim uh, Feder are going to talk about that this week uh, for the Cub, and because we just have opinions on Bendis's
0: Legion Justice League. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Speaking of Doomsday Clock that I mentioned earlier, I just listened to uh, Paul Hicks and uh, his uh, friends over there, uh, DC OCD podcast, and they did great coverage of that because I got to be honest, I saw the advertisements for that stuff and it really piqued my interest. And uh, my interest went right down the toilet as soon as there were problems getting that series out on time. <laughs> you know what? I,
1: about, <laughs> I I really enjoyed it and I got a bad half. I got to about issue eight and I stopped buying the floppies. And I sold a bunch of comics and I put them in there and I got the first hardcover and it came with the slipcase with spot for the second hardcover. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: then I got the second hardcover and then I read it. Mm -hmm. It Yeah, it looked great. 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 It's great. It is an entertaining story. But I don't don't solicit something unless you're ready. Yeah.
2: You know, I have a problem with that.
1: That is just that's I don't want their issues and their issues unless it's a death in the family. Do your job
0: yeah yeah that, <laughs> i gotta you know do your job
1: I'm that a big, turned me
0: turned me off right away when it was like oh yeah here's an issue or something like that oh now the next one's not coming out in forever and a day i was like you know what i'm out there's no way i'm diving into that if they're not going to be consistent with it
1: yeah check it. if it's on that i think it's worth reading i don't mind them stealing from watchmen
0: if it's not you know it's yeah you know, it's
1: a parallel universe get over it you
0: know. Yeah, I don't care about that either. Like people, a lot of people worship Watchmen. I think it was decent, but there's plenty of other stuff more did I like way better, like Swamp Thing and V for Vendetta. I think they blow Watchmen out of the water.
1: I like his. Um, I like Watchmen. I think it's the best drawn of his thing. But I would like V. I like the V for Vendetta's a little better, and mm. I honestly think um, um, the early parts I really dug uh, from Hell and League of oh, Extraordinary I Gentlemen. Yet. Yeah, they're heavy, man, but they're well-crafted stories and they're very intricate and
0: detailed and thought out. Mm, Yeah, I'm really I really have been trying to find a decent copy of From Hell. And every time I find it, it's like either on eBay. If you find a a copy that's, you know, semi-affordable, it's usually a little beat up. So I'm thinking, well, I'm going to keep my eye open. So yeah, we've, uh, mentioned Bob Rosakis, uh, already, and he is the scripter for these next three issues. This storyline here, we're going to talk about, you know, Bob Rosakis, the answer, man. And, uh, we have pencils by Dick Ayers and inks by Jack Abel, which are two guys I always associate with Marvel, especially Ayers. You know, a lot of his, I've seen a lot of his Western and war stuff for Marvel, but, uh, yeah, good artwork here throughout with them and then letters by Ben Oda. So, uh, all right, well, let's dive right in here. Uh, There's a a little uh, synopsis here uh, on DC Phantom I'm going to read, and then we'll uh, get right into it. So this is the Emperor of the North Pole. A sinister elf in the service of the Silver Ghost attempts to realign the Earth's axis so that the Santa Land theme park in New York becomes the new North Pole in order to have revenge on everybody who scorns anybody who isn't just like everybody else. (laughs) And the Freedom fighters have to battle deadly toys to stop him. Meanwhile, District Attorney Pearson is contacted by the Crusaders, who offer to bring in the Freedom Fighters. All right, so why don't we jump into this here? We'll get to the Crusaders at the very end, and there's some interesting things about them that <laughs> you and I were already talking about before we were recording, and uh, we will uh, talk about here as well. So what about the uh, splash page here? What do you think of that?
1: Oh, I like it a great deal. They're all having a pin down uh black condor because he's got these new mental abilities he's finally getting his new ability you know each each member has been given a new ability except the ray the ray hasn't gotten a new one yet have they
0: no uh -uh, no he's just the ray okay
1: (laughs) uncle sam and the ray are the only ones that haven't gotten a new ability and he's losing it and they're in this cabin or house somewhere and they're tearing up it's a great panel i think the art in this is i like the ramona Freyden. But I really think the this uh, Dick Ayers, Jack uh, Abel art mm-hmm. is a little bit better.
0: Yeah, and, I, I agree.
1: Uh, and that we're getting it for a few issues in a row is great. I'm not that—I don't know a lot of Dick Ayers, but I know—I mean, he drew a lot of Marvel War comics. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah. I don't, I'm not that familiar because I didn't read the Marvel War comics. I know I've read—but I've read—I I think he did some Nick Fury
0: yeah, I know definitely he did a lot of the uh, yeah the Howling Commandos ones. He he did a bunch of those because I know there were some times where Kirby would do an issue here or there, and then he would fill in, or then he would do a longer run, and he was kind of trying to ape Kirby as best he could because I think you know that was a stand thing like hey draw like Jack you know because yeah, <laughs> Jack book the, sold the, well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to and make it look consistent. But I think it's a I think it's a great cover. I like it has the it has everybody up the characters up top. In their little mm-hmm. cards. Uncle Sam, question mark. <laughs> Dan Dandero. Because I don't think they ever touched that. Uncle Sam says it at some point during one of these issues. Like, I was at Valley Forge. I was at Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. I've always yeah. been here. That he is, this is kind of where they, and I don't know, I've never read a, I probably read one or two Golden Age Uncle Sam comics. But he is, he is literally that Uncle Sam, the embodiment of
0: America. Mm-hmm. which is crazy but i like it you know what i mean yeah, whoever yeah, in, no, I <laughs> whoever you invented know. that character that's great but yeah they're at the uh they're having this struggle in this apartment and it's the apartment of martha roberts which is uh the tv lady who's you know in another in, in on earth x was uh doll man's uh, uh girlfriend that died so she's kind of helping them out because this doll man you know here is on this earth and i was like wow martha's still alive and he's in love with her and she's kind of helping them and when we last saw them they were hiding out at her family cabin outside of rutland vermont after a halloween parade <laughs> so yeah now but now it's like when we last saw our heroes it was halloween now a few days before christmas so it literally like you know almost two months have gone by and they're still hanging out in her family's cabin yeah <laughs> which is weird <laughs>
1: And that for actually for a comic to actually move in real time is so strange.
0: Yeah, it is kind of wild. It it does make me think like, wow, I can't believe they really pushed it, you know, two months ahead like that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, they're having a like trying to subdue him because he's going crazy, like you said, because he's new mental powers. He kind of can't handle it. They do eventually, you know, calm him down. And then uh, we switch scenes to Santa's workshop and it's Santa land up in uh, upstate New York. And we see this, you know. Nice Santa Claus guy, and he's here, you know, meeting with the kids and, you know, telling them about, you know, what they want for Christmas and all that kind of stuff. And then this creepy elf comes in. So I almost thought, too, was Bob Rosakis, like, uh, riffing on the elf with a gun at Marvel? You know, the Gerber? <laughs> oh, Yeah.
1: Well, I just I don't know, because it's like I was thinking when I first read it is are, are they saying this is the real Santa, that there is a Santa? And then, I'm, OK, no, 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 no. I, I had to go back and reread it. No, it's just a <laughs> nice guy that owns some Santa amusement area who probably every Christmas, you know, Christmas, everybody comes and buys their tree and pets a reindeer. And they have mm-hmm. a high quality Santa. I mean, I think every town I live in Richmond, there was a Santa at a, a department store called Tallheimers, who is mm-hmm. renowned and the same guy did it for like fifty years. Wow, that's great. Oh yeah, yeah. We have uh, we have one here called Sergeant Santa. He may have passed away though, but you know he was a former police officer and a sergeant, and he had a big, white. He was a little chunk, chubby, and had a white beard. But <laughs> I, when I got this, it's just this is just some high end thing. I thought you know, but the elf is just. How do you? I mean, doesn't this guy whose whole business model is serving kids realize that his number
0: one employee is? is evil yeah and because he does look super evil too he comes and whispers in santa's ear and then they show a panel of him on page three there and he looks really creepy
1: yeah it's like come on man i think little kids would be like well, i don't want to go near him mom he's the little guy's creepy
0: yeah and santa's like what is it elf you know there are dozens of youngsters waiting to see me and he goes let them keep waiting santa this takes precedence and he shows like a huge like the screen, like computer screen, monitor, and he says it's time to put our plan into action if we're going to be true North Pole by Christmas Eve. And he goes, "If you say so, Elf, just go ahead and do it. I trust you." It's like, what? Why do you trust this creepy guy that's gonna do something crazy?
1: Yeah, and when did, would I wouldn't trust any employee who built a, a super vil, villain supercomputer in my building? <laughs>
0: yeah, right. It's oh, like, it's like... What? yeah, and then <laughs> here we get the mention from the elf of. Uh, The silver ghost was the one that was like, you know, helping this elf out. Like it was like, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of thing. And uh, he's like, uh, he's like, "It, it doesn't make any sense what he's trying to say. He's like, then as payment for his help, that silver ghost guy can have New York and I will have the rest as emperor of the North Pole. And he goes, at last, I'll have my revenge on a world that scorns anybody who isn't just like everybody else. So I guess maybe because he's like a a little person he's pissed off or something but then yeah. they security well, alarm. <laughs> you
1: know. Oh yeah, and it's just, you know, it, you know, the Silver Ghost for how does the Silver Ghost know that you know, the freedom fighters are going to be well, they because Black uh, Black Condor in his vision saw something about Santa Land and that's why they end up here.
0: Yeah, they end up creeping around and an alarm goes off because the place is, you know, got security. And uh, and he's like, ah, well, I'm going to send some uh, toys after them. So we see a really crazy fight here where all these toys attack the Freedom Fighters. And I love this. It was like toy soldiers shooting at them and they're firing real bullets. And then Uncle Sam has to wrestle a giant bear. That's my favorite part.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's an awfully big
0: bear. And um, Human Bomb has one, too. Yeah, it's great. They And then these little like the dolls, like one of them has like a jump rope that it's using like a whip. And then the other ones are throwing things at you know, the Ray and Phantom Lady and Doll Man and Black Condor. It's really awesome. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a really cool fight scene. It's cute. You know what I mean? Like it's very, you know, with the holidays and Christmas and all that. But uh, yeah, it's a whole lot of fun. I like it. Yeah. I,
1: um, and nothing they do affects them. They're just like these super toys.
0: Mm -hmm. And then we switch back to uh, Martha Roberts and she's trying to talk to her uh, boss here back at the TV station and says, uh, oh, like she basically wants to go up and cover what's going on there at Santa land, you know, because he's, you know, pissed off because he's like the freedom fighters are on a rampage up there. And, you know, of course, you know, he's like with the uh, D.A. trying to say everything they do is, you know, they're being a menace and all that kind of the J. Jonah Jameson routine. Right. Oh, yeah. Mmm it's great and I love uh, Martha says I keep telling you they're not criminals DA Pearson's got a bug up his butt and he's taking it out on the freedom fighters
1: <laughs> Okay yeah I've read that and I said I don't remember them ever saying butt in a comic before <laughs> It was
0: just funny I'm like wow listen to her Oh <laughs> that's that's her boss man and uh, she's just like I'm trying to show the public the other side of the story and he's like forget it you're staying here. And she says to herself, she's monologuing. She says, maybe he's right. Maybe I'm letting my feelings for Daryl, uh, doll man cloud, my reporter's instincts. And then she looks off into the night. Oh, Daryl, I hope you're safe. (laughs) So yeah, she's like already fallen for him, even though she just met him. Well, I guess now, now technically it's been what, almost two months. So yeah, maybe she did fall in love with the guy. (laughs) Yeah. I, um,
1: but um, I just I'd like I think in this, too, they kind of draw her to to be consistent with the way Frayden drew her. Did you see that in some of
0: the faces? Yeah, I do think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she she does look a little a little similar to the way uh, Ramona Frayden was doing it the past. What, three issues, I think, before this yeah. she was
1: on it. Yeah. And I kind of like that touch hmm
0: yeah she uh, the artwork looks very very good and like i said yeah that definitely was noticeable for me as well but yeah and then <laughs> like again more of the crazy fighting here continues where the team's using all their powers to get the raggedy you know, andy
1: doll shooting laser beam out of his eyes
0: out of his eyes yeah <laughs> that's great yeah it's a, it's a really good time it's fun it's like it's a it's a few pages of them fighting but yeah it's really cool it's like them being able to cut loose on these toys and some of the toys giving them problems. Like at one point, two of them have a uh, black condor tied up, like, you know, a uh, Gulliver <laughs> on the, on the snow there. He's all tied up on like his legs and his waist and his arms and everything. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. I mean, it's, it, it's just fun. It's just a fun comic. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It, it, it I think
1: in this is a, it's a great time of year to have a comic like this. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, I don't think we see, unless it's a, you know, a special issue nowadays, mm-hmm. that you have um, something like this, something light and silly. I think the last one I read was that Stargirl summer special.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, You know, it's, I feel like sometimes, you know, comics are just a bit too heavy a lot of time anymore, where this is just lighthearted and fun. But, well, they make the mistake of saying to Black Condor hey, can you use your new powers to try to help us find out what's going on here and who's behind all this? And, of course, he's like, attack, being controlled by Elf, Elf, and he flips out, and then all of a sudden, we see the Elf here, and (laughs) now he's got even more toys to attack, and it's JLA toys. So we get Wonder Woman, Supergirl. I want to ask, are they Mego? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Batman, Robin, and Superman, and the art's tiny bit inconsistent as he says you know these are toys and he says miniatures but then you see at one point like batman robin and wonder woman they have a uh, doll man all tied up and they look you know the same size as him and then i'm thinking oh well maybe he's supposed to be doll size here i guess
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: but yeah they have him all tied up and you know doll man then just grows and just busts out of them and I, they do make a on the cover and on the inside here say that Oh, they're just as powerful as, you know, the real deal, which is baloney because, you know, we, we get, you know, the Ray just punches the Supergirl miniature and she smashes the bits and uh, the human bomb pulls off his helmet to let Superman punch him in the head and explode. And, you know, he's he's gone. He's just obliterated, which is like, yeah, that would not happen. Superman would not be obliterated by punching the human bomb. <laughs> so they're definitely not as strong as the their. Uh, you know, uh, counterparts—they're the real Justice League. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, that fight goes really, really quick. That one's not near as uh, long as the uh, the fight with the toys. But you know, the elf starts uh, flipping out. You destroy my army! I can't let you. And Ray's like that pint-sized pest is directing this battle, so I've got to take him out. And he uh, melts a bunch of snow that falls down on him and freezes the little elf guy. And uh, then the, the fuzz shows up, and they—you uh, know—they're going to arrest everybody, but the Freedom Fighters then take off, right?
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah. And then they cut. I um, feel sorry for the elf. They can't, because he's frozen. I, is he dead? I mean,
0: yeah. He flash froze. No, he looks. hmm Yeah, he's just there, covered in snow and ice, not moving. But the, the the doll man does say the police will be the ones to get to question him. So I guess he's just frozen there for a minute, and they'll bust him out of there. And the cops just immediately start shooting at the Freedom Fighters. But yeah, switch back to uh, D.A. Pearson's office. And here we have an interesting uh, interlude. So he's watching Martha Roberts on TV. And she's trying to, you know, uh, exonerate them in her own way without getting fired. And Pearson's like, bah, thousands of dollars in damage to Sandaland, all caused by those fugitives. And she makes them sound like heroes. If only someone would, and all of a sudden... Someone out of panel says, catch them, Mr. Pearson. We'd like to volunteer. And you turn the page, and on the very last page, we see Pearson say, who are you? And <laughs> we have some familiar-looking, uh, <laughs> uh, air quotes, heroes here. A, a, uh, a An aquatic guy with a trident called Barracuda. And then a, a man with a shield with stars and stripes that says his name is the America commando and his sidekick, that's in a little uniform, Rusty, and then two flaming characters called Fireball and Sparky. <laughs> so, oh my God. yeah, the Crusaders are basically the invaders from Marvel. You know, Namor, Cap, Bucky, Human Torch, and Toro. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's basically who they are.
1: Yeah, and the I, I, the. the Costume designs I like and but I think you know they're
0: maybe not a hundred percent executed well in this first. Mm, yeah, I mean to me they all look okay except Fireball and Sparky, them being like the the, the flames and their uniforms doesn't look great. The rest of them look okay. You know, I am I'm, I'm cool with the rest of them. They look all right. You know, it's like okay, okay, cool, then whatever. But I
1: I have one comment first uh Fireball and Sparky is all I. Every time I look at him, a song from a Christmas special starts running in my head. I'm Mister Heat
0: Miser. Oh yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen that one in a long, long oh time. Oh
1: my God! So yeah, I just keep thinking about that Santa. What is that? Santa. Claus, the Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all I can think of. It's Dick Shawn. Uh, I think it's Dick sean who played the Heat Miser. so Look at that. It, it, it's hysterical. um I think they're a little bit. They're executed a little bit better in the next the next issue we're covering. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. It's really close to the, the American commando is just, there's analog. And then there's like, you know, having the stripes on the waist, but them just going, you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: But, yep. Totally agree. It is so close, but and you know, it's done at, this is an homage, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, yeah. this is his answer to, you know, he created, you know, this is Squadron Sinister, which is and Squadron Supreme, which was an analog for the Justice League. Yep, Evil Roy JL did. Roy or... did. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then it all got kind of reconned in uh, in different ways. Like, what issue? It's in the '80s um, when Roy was writing Avengers, not '80s decade, but issue number '80s, where um, Kang and uh, the Game Master having a contest using the Avenger, the Avengers. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good one. And,
1: and Yellow Jacket, Black Panther, and I forget who the other one go to, end up in France during the Second World War and battle Cap, Submariner, and Human Torch. And then mm-hmm. years later, Roy, in the Invaders, showed you the other side of that story. Mm-hmm. How it yeah. affected, so, you know. Yeah, good stuff. I, yeah, it is. And that, and it, so this is, this is also, I find that, you know, this is Bob Rosakis going, hey, you know,
0: Let's have some fun. <laughs> Let's
1: have some fun. Just, Roy's all you know, we all know who Roy is. We appreciate Roy. And he did the Invaders a few years ago. By this time, I guess the Invaders was canceled. Um, but I think that you're...
0: went no, I think that went till well, you figure I think that started in seventy five. And what did it go for? Like forty forty issues or something. Yeah, it may, around have there. may have gone to seventy eight or seventy nine. So, yeah it was just it was just about you know probably and well it depends if it was monthly or every other month I don't even know but it was it was during the same time period too so yeah I think you know a lot of times Marvel and DC did stuff like this they just had a good time and we're we're gonna get into it even more because uh the America commando has a, a bit of a secret as to who he really is and the yeah. uh his uh his minions here have an interesting uh backstory as well but we'll get into that but yeah this this was a fun issue and it had a, a really good uh Uh, hostess ad for Twinkies, Aquaman. That dirty beach. And (laughs) Aquaman. Oh, wait a minute. uh, Mine has a
1: Batman hostess pie on the inside cover. Oh, no way. Yeah.
0: This is on, like, page, like, four or five.
1: Oh, okay, no. On the inside cover of my Batman, the world's upside down for a hostess cherry pie.
0: Oh, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, but this is, like, hilarious. So... It shows it's like a Jaws riff. Like there's a bunch of sharks on the beach, and this guy—I don't know if he's supposed to be Mayor Vaughn or who he is—but he says, "Aquaman, I know you can depend upon you to remove this stain from our beaches. Without your help, our beaches are sunk because there's undersea creatures attacking swimmers." And Aquaman's response is, "Something smells fishy. I'll investigate. You can depend on me." (laughs) So I'm like, "Uh, smells fishy." But he goes underwater, and there's sharks, and he's trying to you know, use his telepathy to tell them to knock it off, and they won't. And it's because a uh, half-man, half-squid that he calls Slud Jack is uh, controlling them, and he eventually gets them to stop, and they all sit around and have some uh, Twinkies together.
1: Okay, yeah, I found it. I was looking at my, the next issue, but I was like, what the heck? Uh, and I love that it's a Kurt
0: Swan ad. Mm-hmm. And this this again, this one's got really great stuff in it because you flip the page and there's a dollar comics ad, which is a really, really cool ad. Those Superman family, giant dollar. Yeah, man. House of Mystery, really good stuff. And then there's a couple other things, too. Like there was a uh, a page in here. I think it was uh, right in the middle of the book, actually, on the left hand side, there's ads for like, you know, all the normal stuff. But on the right hand side, it says, and now we interrupt this comic to bring you a word from your new publisher. And it's to announce that Jeanette Kahn has taken over as publisher. Which is really cool.
1: Yeah, it is. Jeanette Kahn did a lot. She really righted the ship for in some ways for DC. And I think um, she did it. She, She was a good steward of the company when she was the publisher.
0: Yeah. And then you flip that page, too. And there's a cool advertisement of Superman coming out of a phone booth with his uh, Clark Kent clothes in his hand. And it's for the DC direct currents hotline. There. I thought of you... dialing that to see what you get now. <laughs> and then I like 13th issue of uh, amazing world of DC comics with the uh, mixie there. That's really cool too. But yeah, really, really good stuff. And then in the very, very back, we get an advertisement for uh black lightning coming out, you know, really awesome advertisement, full page on January fourth, look out for the explosive first issue of Black Lightning. Oh yeah, I
1: I don't think I've read much of that of that Black Lightning run. I think I know more
0: from Outsiders. Yeah, I haven't read any of that at all. I think the only uh, I've read the only thing I've read of him is yeah maybe a little bit of Batman the Outsiders and then the, I think I might have read that issue where he was in the JLA. And they try to recruit him, and he's like, Yeah, get out of here. I'm not, I'm not joining right. the <laughs> You, you jive. Oh, yeah, that's or during that... <laughs> yeah, that's Is
1: that I think that's from Lent Len, the Len Wine Run, isn't it?
0: I think so, yeah. But I, I, I think I have read that. I'm not sure if I just have that issue or if it's on the app where I read it. It's, it, but it's hilarious. I love that. If you ever get
1: a chance, <laughs> read some of that. Um, um Mike W. Barr, Jim Aparo, Batman and the
0: Outsiders. It's a pretty good comic. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have uh, the first maybe 10 or 15 of those. And then that's all I have. I think they're fun. I think it's a good
1: book. And also when they did a reboot of it, when they uh, Mike McCone and Jeff Johns did a reboot of Teen Titans and they kind of interlocked them and Black Lightning's daughter, Thunder is her name, was Mm. in it. Um, I thought that was a good run for the first 40 or 50 issues. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. 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 But, uh, definitely check out the 80 stuff. It's good. I mean, it's got, you know, it's got geo force and, and it, it, it's a really good team book. Cause it got a good grasp on all the characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and
0: not, yeah, well, I think it's,
1: it's a very underrated
0: team book. While we're talking about it, you know, we can, uh, plug, uh, uh the Outcasters, the uh, Batman the Outsiders podcast with uh Tim Price and uh, the crew over there. So definitely, yeah, I haven't listened to that. that out.
1: I, I'm gonna, I, made, I I keep thinking about listening to it because I'm jumping around listening to it. there's so many good podcasts right now.
0: There is, you can really like. I'm lucky enough to have a long commute for work, so I get to listen to a lot of stuff. And I am behind on that one. I did listen to the ones that I have the actual comics where I read along, but then I haven't uh tuned in since, so I definitely need to get it in gear and uh, listen to more of that for sure. So, Mm -hmm. all right, well, why don't we move on here? Freedom fighters, number eight, and this is a cover dated May, June, 1977. And uh, again, rich Buckler and Jack Abel cover here. So this is a cool cover here. We uh, see our buddy, uh, uncle Sam throwing a left hook here and clobbering uh, the American commando and says, take that you shield slinging traitor! I'm the symbol of America. So again, (laughs) Rosakis and crew here kind of riffing on, uh, Poor Captain America getting beat up here.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I like but, this cover. I mean... Yeah. You know, it's it's
1: action-packed. It's it's going to make me pick it up. hmm You know? Um, I think the characters look a little better than they did, you know, in
0: the last panel of the last issue here. Yeah, I think there's only one gaffe. We can see the human bomb, and he's using some kind of powers that I didn't know he had, unless he got new powers as well. He's, like shooting laser blasts from his hands
2: mm-hmm.
0: but other than that yeah really good cover it's like a yellow background and you have the two the human torch and toro you know analogs blasting black condor and human bomb fighting the 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 namor analog yeah it's really cool yeah really um, cool yeah i
1: liked it a lot
0: i like a good rick buckler cover Yep. Yeah, I've got no problem. I know some people bag on Rich Buckler or say he was swiping things or this or that. Mm. i I I got no problem with Rich Buckler, man. I like his stuff. No, No. he, he, you know, it's called reference material, man. People, artists use it all the time. Yep, yep. Not not anything to get excited about for me. So, all right, well, let's jump into this one. So, D-Day at Niagara. Uh, And it says... uh, The Crusaders were originally a fictional team of superheroes appearing in Earth One comics during World War II. The Crusaders then appeared for real on Earth One during the 1970s, offering their services to New York City District Attorney David Pearson to help capture the freedom fighters who were at that time fugitives because they were believed to have been working with the villainous Silver Ghost. Pearson gave the Crusaders the authority to pursue Uncle Sam and his group after a report that they had caused a blackout in upstate New York. (laughs) <laughs> so all right so yeah right on to the uh splash page here with you know the action already in progress we see uh, both uh, super teams fighting each other so what do you think of this i like it i like it it's a nice i've
1: kind of missed i kind of like the idea of a second cover the mm-hmm. splash page acts as a second cover you don't go right into the story i like the little banner up top with the and they do a different one every month you know they're not yeah you know, they're not yeah. – nowadays, you would just cut and paste the same one, or you'd have, like, a Marvel corner box head. hmm Yeah, it's like a roll
0: call, but it's different artwork every time, like these little tiny little uh, squares to show you, you know, the team up there. It has Uncle Sam and Man, Phantom Lady, the Ray, the Black Condor, and the Human Bomb, and like you said, yeah, it's it, these three issues. It's all different artwork every time. They just didn't, you know, paste the same image from each one, which is nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I think the art's strong – um, I mean, I'm really dig. I mean, I really like it. I think it, I love the title, D Day at Niagara. It sounds like a bad
0: like a bad TV episode title event. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great, though. Great stuff. And again, it's Bob Rozakis uh, writing and then Dick Ayers and Jack Gable on the artwork. And I mean, you got a, a possible letter of uh, John Workman, but they're not sure about that one. But I love this page because, you know, front and center is. Uncle Sam fighting this Americommando guy. But then in the background on the right, we see the, uh, you know, the, the Bucky analog trying to step on doll <laughs> I know <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, rusty is his name, not Bucky rusty, but it's really, really cool. And then you have the, the, the Namor guy, Barracuda. He's fighting the human bomb and phantom lady. And then up in the sky, you can see uh, black condor and the Ray fighting the, uh, the human torch and uh, Toro analogs who, uh, who are uh, fireball. And I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, what is that guy's name? Good question. I'm trying to think the, the, the fireball and who's the other flaming guy. Sparky sparky. Yeah, there you go. Fireball and sparky. (laughs) That's great. But yeah, so that's what's going on here. So, you know, you switch to, I mean, that was a bit of a preview, but, you know, you turn the page, and you know, we have you know, since they asked Black Condor to use his powers to figure out, you know, his new uh, mental powers to figure out what was going on with the elf there in the last issue, he's going berserk again, and you know, they're trying to get a hold of him to calm him down, and he's just going absolutely bananas, and you know, Uncle Sam almost gets killed in the process, almost goes over the uh, over the <laughs> the falls here at Niagara Falls, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is great, funny, funny stuff, and then. We switch back to the office of the DA and uh, the, the the team here is uh, the invaders analogs are here and they're trying to convince him to, you know, let him or let them go after uh, the Freedom Fighters. And of course, you're just thinking, why? Where did these guys come from? Why do they want to go after the Freedom Fighters? doesn't really make sense, but I like uh, how they're all watching television and Clark Kent's on the TV.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's like the Walter kind of the W. What is the GBS network?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's you know on on television now, not just a, a reporter. He's a, a television reporter now, and he says about how there's a a power failure because you know the ray screwed up at Niagara Falls, and basically you know more uh, uh, more uh, uh, sludge thrown at the uh, freedom fighters here. They're really uh, <laughs> taking a beating here in the media. But the power goes out then at the DA's office, and you know he's like, okay, well let's uh, let's try and figure this out, and. We see uh, Martha Then she's with her boss and she's like, listen, I'm going to I've been reporting on the Freedom Fighters all along. You got to let me go to Buffalo. And he's like, no way. Well, then <laughs> the power goes out there as well. And she uses that to uh, take off to uh, go uh, uh, report on the Freedom Fighters. But we see them and they're up at that crazy uh, Niagara Falls area. And I like it, it says uh, there's a caption box that says. Where we find the freedom fighters, holed up in a deserted refreshment stand at Niagara Falls. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that's great! So they're kind of going. They're going to
1: eat, eat all the um, dr- uh, what is it, drumsticks and uh, bomb pops before they melt. Mm. Or all the snacks in the place? Because yeah. I don't know how he did. He why is the water not running at Niagara still? Did he?
0: He didn't evaporate the river, did he? Yeah, I thought he just used his power to kind of, like, slow it down there so Sam wouldn't get killed when he was coming down, because Sam ends up saying he went to towards the bottom, and he can't fly, but he his legs are strong enough to, like, almost, like, uh, jump like the Hulk used to. You know, okay. he would jump from, you know, pretty far like that, so I'm just thinking, okay, I'm not sure why you know, they're acting as if uh, it's, it's like he didn't freeze them, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have freezing powers. He has, like, heat. you know, heat powers, like light ray powers, so... Yeah, he can't like stop a whole river. Maybe that like few seconds for the falls, but yeah, that was a little incongruous there. <laughs> to say the least, but <laughs> yeah, so they're they're in this uh, refreshment stand talking about what they're going to do next and you know, they're trying to, you know, convince thinking about trying to convince people that, you know, they're they're the good guys here, so they say to the Ray like, "Hey, why don't you go over to Buffalo here, you know, which is right by Niagara Falls, you know, the American side." And he says, you know, light up the city there with your power so people can see what's going on and what they're doing, and maybe it'll be a good gesture, you know, a good faith uh, gesture here, so they'll realize we're the good guys. So he flies over and does that, but literally within, like, two minutes, he's attacked by uh, uh, Fireball and Sparky, and they're like, we're gonna bring you in, you criminal. So he goes back and forth with them fighting for a bit, and then he realizes, like, I I gotta go warn Uncle Sam. So he goes to fly back to the burger den. (laughs) where they were hanging out and uh, yeah. So the, the Sparky and his buddy, their uh, uh, fireball, they throw a big C up in the air to uh, alert uh, America commando where uh, the freedom fighters are hanging out. So then it just turns into this huge brawl between the two teams. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I love uh, how the first thing is when <laughs> America commando commando throws his shield and cuts Uncle Sam's uh, hat in half.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's great.
2: Uh, mm. And I
1: like I like Uncle Sam's sign. Sonny boy, I was with Washington at Valley Forge, with Lincoln at Gettysburg, and my with my buddy Teddy at San Juan Hill. So I don't plan to be intimidated by a shield slinging whippersnapper. And then he just kind of squats down. He rolls up his takes up his jacket, rolls up his sleeve, and then just
0: <laughs> locks them. <laughs> yeah, he, he clobbered
1: down and lifts him off the ground <laughs> with a punch to the jaw and then the next page uh, Americana goes nice punch you've got there old man but you haven't felt mine until now and then he does this like Jim Sh- Kirk double you know where he locks his hands together yeah leak it cracks Uncle Sam on the head
0: well and he's doing a split while he's doing it too by the way for some oh, insane yeah. reason <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculously silly and fun yeah, and then we have uh, the uh, the Namor analog here, Barracuda. He's uh, trying to contend with Phantom Lady and the Human Bomb, and the Human Bomb ends up, uh, you know, getting the better of him underwater because he takes his glove off and punches him, and it <laughs> KOs him right out of the water up onto the, uh, back onto the walkway there. And at this point, Martha has uh, gotten there, and she goes, eek! <laughs> when <laughs> Barracuda flies up there, and, you know, of course, Man's like, hey, what are you doing here? And he gets distracted by her and uh, Rusty grabs him and says, you know, that he's going to, you know, pound the crap out of him. But he, he ends up not he kind of underestimates Man, like a lot of people would, because, again, you think he's just this little guy, but he still has like the proportional strength of, you know, a, a full size human being. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like the Adam. He's kind of like the Adam
1: where he, you know, he still mm-hmm. weighs the same amount, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does um, say, Oh, you're heavy. <laughs> oh God. And then he jumps up and
0: kicks him right in the teeth. hmm Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, maybe he's out for the count now. But slowly but surely here the uh the crusaders end up, you know, kind of getting the better uh of uh the freedom fighters, which I, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't think that was gonna happen at all. I thought maybe it would be like a stalemate, and then you know, uh they would, you know, fight again, live to fight another day. Both teams would kind of go their separate ways and then come together again. But like I said, they, the America commando here, he's going toe to toe with Uncle Sam and he kicks his shield up in the air and it hits Phantom Lady and knocks her out. And then that, you know, distracts the human bomb and Barracuda uh, is able to uh, surprise him and <laughs> pulls his helmet off and cracks him over the head. And you just see this big kaboom, and you see three, po- three people go flying. So I'm assuming it's Human Bomb, Phantom Lady, and Barracuda kind of all knock each other out. Cause yeah, because everybody's knocked out except for commando and, and Sam. And then he clobbers Sam because he uh, gets distracted by that huge explosion, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, which and is great.
0: He, and we have the to reveal. Yeah. And it's drawn, again, like frayden
1: to emulate how she drew him with that kind of... You know who he looks like? Stag from Metamorpho.
0: Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. I was almost thinking like a psychotic Magneto in some <laughs> iteration. Well, that but... too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, in the <laughs> 70s when people would use Magneto and he was just a blah, ha off,
0: off the wall. Oh, Gonzo. Oh my God. Yeah. It was terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> but that does look like the guy from Metamorpho. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, he pulls off his uh, mask and says, I'm really uh, Raphael Van Zant." the deceased silver ghost. And then we do see uh, around the corner, Martha is watching all this and says, oh my Lord. So now she knows at this point that, uh, you know, the the freedom fighters were getting set up here and that, you know, the uh, American commando and his uh, crusaders here, there's something not quite right about them. So that's interesting. I do like how this ended on a cliffhanger, but yeah, like I said, I was still really surprised at uh, how it ended with the freedom fighters getting uh, KO'd here.
1: Yeah, I really did. I love. I thought this is a great comic. I really do think
0: this. The book's getting better and better. We're yeah, seeing, I... we're seeing a big uptick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's one of those comics that you read, and it's fun, and it's got this ongoing story, you know, through a few issues at a time here. Really, really, really cool. So, all right, well, why don't we jump into uh, Freedom Fighters number nine, and this is a July August nineteen seventy seven cover date, and again. Like we we said, you know, same creative team here. We've got Rich Buckler and Jack Abel on the covers, and then interior it's Bob Rozakis' story, Dick Ayers' pencils, Jack Abel inks, and Gaspar Saladino letters. So, all right, cr- uh, cover here. What do you think of this one? I love this cover. Yeah, I love that the
1: kids got Freedom fighting comics. There's the wanted poster, and the American man is standing in front of the wall with the poster, and, da- and coming down the street of the Freedom Fighters. Do do do, do 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 just walking down the
0: street. <laughs> Yeah, this is great. And the kids that you see in the picture here uh, that are talking to the Americomando, Commando, uh, he is saying, only you kids can help me defeat these enemies of America. And there's a one at poster of the Freedom Fighters there, which is fantastic. And this is actually what happens here. We're going to come to see in this issue that uh, this uh, American Commando guy, or now that we know it's the Silver Ghost, he recruited fans of these comics to uh, use some kind of insane machine to give them temporary powers to kind of like be his minions here and carry out what he wanted to do. So, yeah, this is really, really cool. So, all right, well, let's jump into this one. So this is Blitzkrieg at Buffalo. The Freedom Fighters seemingly defeat the Silver Ghost and free his captive Martha Roberts. District Attorney Pearson is murdered, and Dollman is found holding a smoking gun. So, all right, let's just jump right in. So, again, like you said, awesome splash page. And what makes it even better is, the, you know, the roll call at the top, and again, all new artwork, right? Yeah, um, and and I think they're. I like the Uncle
1: Sam one because it's the rolling up his sleeves kind of battle. Which mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever read the kind of like the Alex Ross mini series years ago. And mm-hmm. no. and and even in um, the God, is it Palmiotti wrote? Yeah, the Palmiotti oh, okay. recent uh, Freedom Fighters that, that that Uncle Sam is a bit more gritty. Yeah, he is. um, But he is the living embodiment of America. He's like he's like, a you know, not a god, but, you know, uh,
0: almost like a mystical kind of being.
1: Yeah, just like, you know, I I don't know if you ever read Astro City, but they had a character which was uh, Busek's version of him, which is called the old soldier who would only appear in certain eras, like when the country needed him. Oh, okay, I gotcha yeah, that's so he, when the country didn't need you, he'd disappear. but sometimes and sometimes he would appear and not he would fight against the p- government because, like Vietnam or something like, you know what I mean? He would oh, like, okay. So you know, the country needs this. So that's what he is. I like him in this. Um, and I like that they're kind of, you know, they, it sounds silly, but the simple fact of him taking off the jacket and rolling up his sleeves to move forward and fight, And to be a bit of a brawler, I've liked, and I like that the panel up here above the title thing is him with his sleeves rolled up, getting ready to fight.
0: Mm Mhm. Yeah, really, really cool. And yeah, now we see uh, our uh, our heroes here. They're all they're not strapped down, but they're like on the floor, and I guess just knocked out. And we can see there are these tubes coming out of this machine that says "danger, high voltage," and the ray has like a kind of a clamp on his arm. And then I'm assuming doll man does it the other end too, to like kind of complete the circuit, if you will here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's his name here? You know, the silver ghost is, and now he's, you know, he's not even going to wear the, uh, he's not even going to pretend to be the American anymore. He just has his uh, uniform on, but no mask. And he says, ha ha ha. Once the power is turned on, the freedom fighters will die and no one will prevent me from taking control of Manhattan Island. <laughs> So I mean, he's got such limited goals. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't want the world. He doesn't want the world. He doesn't even want the country. He just wants Manhattan. (laughs) I say give it to him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, he's like, you know, he goes, a pity I can't stay and watch my foes' execution when I must return to my unwitting allies, the Crusaders. Can't let them find out that they've been duped. So it's like, oh, okay, so now at this point, you're thinking they're not really evil. You know they're really thinking. You know this America Commando guy has a good cause here, and they're gonna you know help him do it. But now we know that uh, Martha knows better. She knows that he's uh, the Silver Ghost, but obviously the team of the Crusaders does not. So you know she kind of wakes up Barracuda here, who's still knocked out from that explosion with the human bomb in the uh, previous issue, and she tries to explain to him like you're being duped. This guy's name is the Silver Ghost. He's this bad. Da 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 da. And Barracuda's kind of like, hmm, I don't know about this. Well, America Commando, you know, Silver Ghost shows up, and he hauls off and smacks uh, Martha because she's starting to tell the truth in front of the rest of the team. And I do like how, you know, we have Barracuda here. He, he kind of sticks up for her and is like, yeah, man, like it's one thing to like question this or say this or say that, but he says, I won't stand by and watch you manhandle any woman. And he clobbers uh, Silver Ghost with his trident. But then uh, uh, Silver Ghost has his shield here and clobbers him over the head. And they get into a little bit of a back and forth here, but uh, Barracuda ends up getting knocked out, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because he does this great...
1: He kicks him, and then he does a flip, and uh, he's diving into fist first to clock American Mando, and he puts the... American puts up the shield, and it's... Cla... cla And then he's... <laughs> All you do is see his winged foot and he's like, okay. And Americanda lies to him says, freedom fighters went west. You followed them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He tells the rest of them to go after the freedom fighters. And of course that's a lie. He's got them trussed up, you know, nearby getting ready to kill them. And he does take uh, Martha here as uh, his captive to use as like a hostage. And we go back and uh, at the place where the freedom fighters are all uh, trapped, you know, the generator starting up and the Ray wakes up and he's like, oh no. You know, it's starting to you know zap us here, and of course, he can take some of that because that's like kind of his, you know, power is you know it's it's based in like heat and electricity and light and all that stuff. So he can do that, but he doesn't know for how long. So he starts yelling over to uh, Sam to wake up because he knows his super strength can kind of like you know wreck the machine. And that's exactly and what just happens because it, it's yeah. just a basic AC outlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a regular plug, and Sam wakes up. Carnation, happy, what are you? And then Thunderation, and he grabs the plug and just, yeah, just pulls the plug out. <laughs> so that's great, but I think we have some more of that, you know, you were saying about how they were trying to make Martha look more like she did when uh, Ramona Freydon was uh, uh, drawing her, and I think that's the case again here, like on page seven there, when you know, she's uh, having a back and forth with the Silver Ghost. It, it, oh, that, yeah. it, it, it reminds me of that again, right? Yeah, it's just,
1: I think it's, they're just doing, trying to I mean, this book is now, it's bi monthly. So we're on nine. It's eight to, it's, it's been a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just trying to make, you know, they're trying to be a consistency because you, you know, um, I mean, you've seen them before, like the old Kurt Swan model cards or mm-hmm. Superman or the Legion. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I think maybe they were doing that with this. I like it. I think it's, she looks great. She's a great character. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You she know, had they, that visual down pat.
1: Yeah. And, um, I think she's been, like, kind of the highlight of some of these issues.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, well, the Freedom Fighters eventually do catch up with the Crusaders. And, you know, they go back and forth and have a bit of a brawl. And, you know, we do see how, you know, the Freedom Fighters start to get the better of them. But ultimately, they're like, hey, like, let's stop fighting and talk about this. And
1: Well, I want to ask you something. Uh, On the mm -hmm. page eight uh, where the Ray and Dollman get knocked out of the sky, that bottom panel. Mm Mm-hmm. That looks like a Gene Colan page to me, panel to, Manel, to Manel. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that the oh, way the yeah. Ray looks. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, that's Dick. That's very Gene Colan of you. I can- <laughs> yeah, th-
0: yeah, the figure for sure, the Ray, the way he looks. Yeah, absolutely, I can see that.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, I just, I know your love of Gene. I have the same love for Gene. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. I, some of his Batman was the Batman I read. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, yeah, great stuff, great stuff. But yeah, so they finally decide to stop fighting and just talk things out. And Uncle Sam says, uh, I, "We we whipped you fair and square, and you owe us some information." And the Human Bomb says, "Yeah, like how you comic book characters turned out to be real." And uh, the one guy, it, I guess one of the, uh, the the fire characters here, I don't know if it's uh, Sparky or uh, the other guy, he says, "It was all the Americomandos doing. We were comic book fans, and then now we have this like a uh, flashback to the past." And he says, and American approached us at a recent convention. And we see American Command America Commando there. And he's talking to four youngsters with comic books in their hands. And they are Roy Thomas, <laughs> Len Wien, and Marv Wolfman, are three of them at least. Because <laughs> that's what they say their names are. <laughs> just, Roy uh,
1: Lenny. Okay, Lenny, it, Marvin, Arch, and Roy. So that's Len Archie Wine, Goodwin,
0: maybe. Archie Goodwin.
1: <laughs> so, um, it looks like you see him lined up, getting power. So I'm assuming he, the Submariner is Roy, Barracuda is Roy. Um, Len is turned into one of the flaming guys. Marv and uh, Archie
0: are next. Yeah, there's like he's got some kind of crazy machine here. They never explain yeah. this or anything. Yeah, like. About. A, I've,
1: Instant superhero machine.
0: <laughs> Instant add superpowers. Nerd.
1: Just add nerd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I found that to be fantastic, how it was, you know, Lenny, Marvin, and Arch. You know, that's just fantastic. And like I said, that one is obviously a dead ringer for Roy Thomas there right out in front. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> fantastic, man. So I love that. I love when they do stuff like this in comics. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then, yep, it's, uh, it, then they say, America Commando America told us, our mission was to capture you, and you've got to admit, we did our best. And this is the first time the Crusaders have been beaten by criminals. And he says, we aren't criminals, lad. And this is uh, Uncle Sam speaking here. Merely a superior group of heroes, we've fallen on bad times, but there's still some questions to be answered, and I reckon the most important one, who is the America commando And then, of course, you know, good segue right back to him uh, flying off with Martha. But then we see the Ray and Doll Man catch up with him, and they get into a fight here, but at this point, Dollman, since uh, the Martha on Earth X died, he wants to stay with her instead of going and helping the Ray fight. So that kind of, you know, is, uh, uh, you're, you're thinking, wow, the Ray's going to get killed. He's, he, he's not going to be able to stand up to the Silver Ghost by himself, but this is an interesting part here. So uh, he's having this dilemma, uh, Dollman. He's going to get away. And Martha's like, please, Daryl, don't leave me alone. And then Daryl says, I lost Martha Roberts once before because fighting was more important. I can't let it happen again. And the Ray says, I'll try and remember that while I'm trading punches with that bozo pal. And then we see Martha and uh, you know Daryl, doll man, uh, embrace. And she says, he doesn't have to fight anymore, Daryl. I can testify that the silver ghost is still alive. The freedom fighters can be cleared now. And he says, sure, Martha, sure. Now you just rest quietly. And then when you turn to the next page, there's a caption box that reads the words of Martha Roberts are convincing. And not too long after in the office of New York City District Attorney David Pearson, here's doll apparently. And he says, Mr. Pearson. And he says, you and he goes, you've got a lot of guts coming back here. I hope you realize you won't be leaving again. And then he monologues to himself. I'll use my buzzer to signal for help. And he says, Dollman says, I've realized there's a better way than running from the law. So all of a sudden, Pearson gets this really scared look on his face and says, What are you doing? Not me. No, don't. And yarg and kablam. And then all of a sudden, you see a panel of Dollman reaching down to the floor and there's a smoking gun there, but not as if he had it in his hand because obviously he's picking it up. And he says, Oh my God. Oh, the, the, the DA's uh, lackey and the cops come in and he says, Oh my God, he's just murdered Mr. Pearson. And you see doll standing there holding the smoking gun. So how about that? I thought that was great. And it was a nice cliffhanger. Um, yeah, I
1: I think that bottom panel is drawn wonderfully. The look on his face. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, And I like the, the little box at the bottom. Um, who did they say lettered
0: this? Uh, this one I thought was, uh, it, it doesn't give any credits on the cover. But when you go to uh, the Grand Comics Database, I think it gives uh, Gaspar Saladino credit, which he is a, well, a ninth, the night nice bottom th-
1: panel is a really well lettered uh, sidebar for what's on um, for the next what's issue up.
0: Yeah, and I, um, I again, I wouldn't be surprised if that's who was lettered this because he was he's probably the best letterer, uh, you know, and logo guy I've ever seen in comics. Yeah, um, I
1: Googled something about the logos he created, and it was mind-boggling. Yeah, he was
0: something well, else. But, yeah, it says, uh, next issue, the Freedom Fighters in Minnesota, the Ray Fights Alone, the Origin of Man, and the most sensational saga of all time, Murder in Miniature, on sale the third week in June. <laughs> yeah, I bet, you know,
1: this is – we're now getting to a place where I have not read anything.
0: Oh, okay. I got. I don't think I've read
1: ten through fifteen at all. So I'm looking forward to that. I did want to point something up for you. If you turn the page, (laughs) we have the letter page, freedom fan mail. But there's this little thing on the bottom by Mike Gold called
0: profile DC profile number eleven, Bob Haney. Yeah, this is gonna be read out loud. Don't worry. On uh, my Zany Haney podcast, (laughs) (laughs) I thought of that.
1: I'm on episode three of of your Bob of on Zany Haney.
0: Oh, that's that's a load of fun. That show oh, is no, that, so is. much fun. The, the, yeah. the
1: sound about you and your guests going, what the heck?
0: <laughs> yeah, he he again, I always love reading his comics. They are always fun when I'm done reading them. I was always like entertained and it's fun and everything. But there's at least half a dozen times in every issue where I'm like, What? That doesn't even make any sense. That's crazy. (laughs) But I love it. I think it, you know, and I, God, I, I
1: think back at how many of his, because I've read all the Silver Age Teen Titans.
0: Yeah, that's. I had a
1: complete run in either trade, reprint, or issues. I'm really, you know, I and his stuff is just so good. It is Mm -hmm. so much fun. He understands that comics are just fun.
0: Yeah, it's a blast. It's even if it's you know. I understand how people, and I love continuity, and I, so I understand how sometimes people get a little cranky that you know they are reading along with Batman and Detective Comics and this and that were happening, and then you went to a Brave and the Bold that he wrote, and something happens that does not make any sense or fit into any of the Batman or Detective continuity. Yeah, but I, they I understand
1: that. Like, they, yeah, and my brother taught me about it. Is like Murray Murray Boltonoff was the editor of it, a lot of it.
2: Yeah, and it was in Earth Murray, h Earth
0: H. In, in <laughs> Earth, <laughs> no, Earth, Earth B. Earth, B, was Earth it B. Earth B or Earth H. Yep, that was that, anything he wrote. That's where that was. It was not yeah. on Earth one, or Earth two, Earth X. No. <laughs> he had his own Earth. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. The, the multiverse is back.
1: Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, hopefully there'll be a Haney
1: verse. I'm all well, in for that. I <laughs> would too, and get someone to do some knockoff Nick Cardi
0: art. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah! Bring it on! Bring on the the, the Teen Titans, oh, my <laughs> Art God. from the Silver Age and all that stuff. My God! Oh man! Oh, Fantastic!
1: But I love this issue. I yeah, do. I really like it. I, I just want I want the Silver Ghost to go away, though. I mean, it's yeah, not that, it's not that intriguing a
0: villain. No, yeah, we did talk about this before we started recording too. Like, uh, all up, and up until he was revealed to be under the commando mask. I was loving these. And then when that happened, it isn't like a. Uh, it doesn't ruin the it. comic. Yeah. But uh, it just totally. kind of was like, oh, oh, man, him again. Like they need another villain here and they need another villain uh, stat because, yeah. you know, there's only what? 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh, there's only six more issues of this comic left. That's it. So I'm hoping we get at least one other. If not two other really cool villains before the end here, other than Silver Ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, that's gonna wrap up these three issues. But man, they were a blast, and I will say too, uh, there was a another Marvel connection here. So with these Crusaders, you know, they were also um, kind of analogs for uh, Invaders, uh, an Invader story. So Invaders fourteen, which is cover dated March nineteen seventy seven, uh, that one. Has uh, some, uh, uh, I shouldn't say heroes in it, Uh, some uh, villains in it that were dressed up like heroes, but were ended up being villains that fought the invaders. So that was like just only like maybe three months before, you know, Freedom Fighters 8 came out. So I thought that was kind of funny too. So I think that's more of, you know, you got these people like Roy Thomas and Bob Rosakis, and I think they're all buddies.
1: (laughs) They probably were talking, hey, why don't we do this in our pub and our bosses won't
0: know. Mm hmm. Yeah, Which yeah, because, yeah, like an Uncle Sam-type character. What was that guy's name? Uh, the this, uh, this Spirit of 76. And then <laughs> Captain Wings, Ghost Girl, and Thunderfist. So, like, you had, like, a flying-type Oh, guy. I remember those. Yeah, they're all Frank yeah.
1: Robbins designs. They're awesome-looking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really cool. So I yeah, love that... the
1: Invaders. I love that comic. Yeah, that's, that's a really good comic. It's that's, coming that's... out in an Omni, a complete... Everything. Oh, including, wow. Including the Marvel premieres and uh,
0: the other crossovers. I might have to get that because I'm still about 10 or 12 issues at least short on the complete run of the singles. I, and mean, they're a, those,
1: I bet those are pricey because those are a They are.
0: Run. Yeah, they're a bugger to find in a decent price and in like halfway decent shape. Like I'm not a, a really big on condition as long as it's complete and, you know, not falling apart. I don't care. If it's a little yeah. beat up, you but want a reader some, copy? Yeah, but some of them. Because that's man, what they're for. Like, <laughs> people, yeah, p- yeah. People are like, oh, it's in, you know, like decent condition. I want $10, $12 for one issue. Well, I'm not paying that. So maybe I'll have to look into the Omni and then maybe sell my singles. That's not
1: a bad idea. I'm looking at the back of all my Freedom Fighters. I bought these as a set, but these were all priced at five bucks a piece.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah.
1: And they're in mint condition. These are yeah. really, these are at least, uh, uh, eight up. Mm,
0: okay.
2: If
1: I had money to slab, I would probably slab the run.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, um, but you no, know, it's, I'm looking for, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that on me. I'm just going to cut back on other things. Cause it's something I'll sit down and read the whole thing and I'll cover, I'll probably cover it on the podcast then. Yeah. I mean, I've done some of it cause I did the, uh, Thing the Marvel two and one Marvel premiere crossover stuff. Yeah. Well, or, no, I did the the Invader stuff. I haven't done the Marvel two and one stuff. I've been saving that. So. Yeah, good uh, stuff. So that'll but... all be in it. Yeah, it'll be fun. It it's good stuff. It is. It's an underrated series, I think, historically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think so know. too. Yeah, so and it, I Ooh. like the World War II characters. That's why I kind of like this. I like the American Commandos. I would kind of I kind of want to Google and I didn't see if anyone brought them back.
0: Oh yeah, that would be interesting to know, right?
1: Yeah, well, and you know, I I I got all the more recent Freedom Fighters. It's a little darker. Mm-hmm. Um the first two minis were set I think in modern times, but then the next one was sent on It was set on Earth X. and it's how they they win the war and it is really it's like dystopian future fun i like dystopian future movies kind of but it's basically how they finally win the war and there's an underground movement some of the heroes are dead hitler the hitler jr and hitler adolf the third are kind of running stuff gotcha and it's really i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a great deal Oh, cool! And it's so, out in a trade. It's out in a one trade, and it's worth the it's worth the read.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. Definitely uh, look forward to checking that out. But all right, man. Well, that's gonna wrap us up here for you know uh, for this episode. So we've got two more episodes to go. You know, three issues at a clip. We're doing here. We'll have uh, ten, eleven, twelve, and then thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. And I think at least the last episode, if not these last two, uh, we might be uh, joined by our brother in arms, uh, Mark Gray, if he can. Squeeze it into a schedule, which will be fun too. But yeah, we've we've been having a blast with these yeah. man. Looking forward to to do, closing this out with two more.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I've been really enjoying. I'm, I'm enjoying to go into the next
0: six issues, kind of blind. Yep, and then we're also going to be covering, you know, a few more issues, uh, stories too of the uh, uh, JSA uh, Super Squad All Star comics from the seventies there so- too. So pretty. It's yeah, so- we're we're having a blast with that. So if anybody's looking for coverage on that, we have that as well. So definitely check that out. But uh, if anybody's looking to find you, where can they uh, get a hold of you out there?
1: Uh, you can see me on either of my podcast, my comic book one is Stop, Let's Team Up, and that is at just Google Stop, Let's Team Up. It's Stop exclamation point Let's Team Up exclamation point. Um, I do three episodes a week when I'm feeling good. I kind of had to take a break this week, but. Um, <laughs> play catch up but or you can catch my doctor who podcast at gallifrey's most wanted um and i do that comes out once a week uh and we jump around and talk different doctor who subjects
0: so come on check us out it's a lot of fun yep awesome and then like you said definitely uh find you on uh, twitter there as well seek you out it's uh at jsa the number four the letter e right yep Awesome. So, all right, my friend, that's going to do it for this one. But, uh, yeah, everybody uh, hang loose because there's uh, two more episodes of Freedom Fighters coming your way. Martin and I had some scheduling conflicts in uh, October, but we're going to finish off uh, Steel with uh, two more uh, episodes. And then, uh, like I said, we're going to cover a few more stories from the the 1970s All-Star Comics revival as well. So plenty more to come and uh, definitely stay tuned because we're going to bring it to you. All right, my man.